can we read for a moment? We'll just read for a little bit. <laughs> and, 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 you know, if, if you're here for the first time, this is the read and rant where we spend a few moments just reading through scripture. Uh, we have been reading through the entire Old Testament. We ran, we read through the entire New Testament. Now we're reading through the entire Old Testament and book of Isaiah. I want to encourage you to go ahead and turn your Bible there. I just want to spend a few moments just reading through scripture with y'all. And then after that, we'll just call it a day. We'll just call it a day. Um, I'm going to read. And usually reason, the reason why we call this the read and rant is because I read a little. Um, and the rant was really because I have nothing planned. I'm just here to express whatever it is that the Lord is uh, inspiring me with in that moment as we read the word. So go ahead and turn your Bibles. We are in Isaiah. And if you want to catch up, if you're here for the first time and you just want to catch up, you can catch the Read and Rant podcast. The Read and Rant podcast is available to you on Spotify and Apple. It's called the Read and Rant podcast. I want to encourage you to go ahead and check that out. And on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Isaac Frere, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. So I want to encourage you guys also to support, support what we're doing because your support that makes all of this a possibility. All right. So let's go ahead and we're going to read Isaiah chapter seven. And then um, you guys will get to endure what I, whatever the Lord is really speaking into me on. The one thing I want to encourage you to do as you're reading through scripture, because the whole thing that I the reason why I do this is I endeavor to see believers read through the totality of scripture. And I don't really need to do that much, right? If you just read for 20 to 30 minutes a day, you can get through a lot of Bible. You can get through a lot of Bible for 20 to 30 minutes a day. So uh, I just want you to read with me, but I also don't want you to think it's a Bible study. We read Patreon, but if you want to participate with God in the reading of the word, I want you to posture yourself from a meditational perspective. And to do that, I think the way we do this is, is we, we ask God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? That's the first question. The second question is God, what are you revealing concerning people? And the third question that we're going to ask is God, what are you revealing concerning me? pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, you brought us together, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you brought us together from all around the world, Lord, in this moment to read your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, Lord, that you would guide us in the truth of your gospel. Lord, I pray that you reveal your heart, reveal your will, um, reveal, Lord, even our own disposition and how, Lord, there are places that we need correction, places, Lord, that we need conviction and Father, I pray that your spirit would breathe through this time, Lord. Guide us. And we ask that in your name we pray. Amen. Let's do it. Isaiah chapter 7. Um, I will read from the New King James Version. It says this. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of king of Judah, that Rezin, king of Syria and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told to the house of David, saying, Serious forces are deployed in Ephraim. So, and the heart of his people were moved as the trees of the woods were moved by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out now to meet Ahaz, you and Sherezh Jashub, your son, at the end from the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field. And say to him, Take heed and be quiet. 
do not fear or be faint hearted for those, sorry, for these two stubs. Firebrands for the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria and the son of Remaliah, because Syria, Ephraim and the sons of Remaliah have plotted against you, saying, let us go up against Judah and trouble it and let us make a gap ourselves and set a king over them, the son of Tabal. Thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. Five years Ephraim will be broken, so that it will not be a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Remaliah's son. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. His name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. The Lord will bring King Assyria upon you and your people and your father's house. Days that I have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah. And shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will whistle for the fly. That it is in the farthest parts of the rivers of Egypt. And for the bee that is in the land of Assyria, they will come and all of them will rest in the desolate valleys and in the clefts of the rocks. The thorns and in all the pastures in the same day, the Lord will shave with a hired razor with those from beyond the river, the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the legs, and will also remove the It shall be in that day that a man will, be, will keep alive a young cow and two sheep. So it shall be from the abundance of the milk they gave that he will eat curds. For curds and honey, everyone will eat who is left in the land. It that wherever there could be a thousand vines worth a thousand shekels of silver, it will be for briars and thorns. With arrows and bows, men will come there because of all the land will become briars and thorns and which could be dug with the hoe. You will not go there for fear of briars and horns and it will become a range for oxen, a place for sheep to roam. Isaiah 8. Moreover, the Lord said to me, Take a large coal and write on it with a men's pen concerning Mahal Shahal Hashbaz. And I will take for myself faithful witness Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of Jeberachiah. Then I went to the prophetess, and she conceived and bore a son. And the Lord said to me, Call his name Mahir Shahal Hashbaz. Child shall have knowledge to cry my father and my mother. 
the riches of Damascus, the spoil of Samaria will be taken away before the king of Assyria. The Lord also spoke to me saying, and as much as these people of Shiloh, that flow softly and rejoice and rest in and Remaliah's son. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord brings up upon them the waters of the river, strong and mighty, the king of Assyria in all his glory. He will go channels and will go over all his banks. He will pass through Judah. He will overflow and pass over. He will reach up to the neck and the stretching out of his wings will fill you. Sorry, will fill the breath of your land. O Emmanuel. Be shattered, O you peoples, and be broken in pieces. Give ear, all you from far countries. Gird yourselves, but be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, but be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, and it will come the word, but it will not stand, for God is with us. Hmm. For the Lord spoke to me, with a strong hand and instructed me that I should way of this people saying, do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear. Let him tread. He will be as a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of defense to both the houses of Israel as a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble. They shall fall in snared and taken. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. And I will wait on the Lord, who hides his face from the house of Jacob. And I will hope in him. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. Signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? They seek the dead on behalf of the living, to the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. They will pass through it hard pressed and hungry. Happen when they are hungry that they will be enraged and curse their king and their God and look upward. Then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom and anguish, and they will be driven into the darkness. Isaiah 9. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. As when at first he highly esteemed the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her, beyond the Jordan and Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who walked in the darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you for the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of Sorry, of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor in the day of Midian. For every battle from a noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name shall be counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, 
Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Verse 8, then the Lord sent a word against Jacob and has fallen on Israel. Noah Ephraim and the inhabitant Samaria, who say in pride and arrogance of heart, the bricks have fallen down and we will rebuild the hewn stones and the sycamores are cut down and we will replace them with cedars. Therefore, the Lord shall set up of resin against him and spur his enemies on the Syrians before and the Philistines behind, and they shall devour Israel with an open mouth. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. For the people who do not turn to him who strikes them, nor do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore, the Lord will cut off head and tail from Israel, palm branch and bulrush in one day. The elder and honorable, he is the head teaches lies he is the tale hmm. for the leaders of this people cause them to err and those who lead them are destroyed therefore the lord will have no joy in their young men see on their fatherless and widows for everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer and every mouth speaks folly for all his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still for wickedness burns as the fire, and for the briars and thorns, and kindle in the thickets of the forest. They shall mount up like rising smoke. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is burned up, and the people shall be as fuel for the fire. No man shall and he shall snatch on the right hand and be hungry. He shall devour on the right hand and not be satisfied. Every man shall eat the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh shall devour Ephraim, and Ephraim Manasseh shall be against Judah, for all his anger is not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. Um, <clears throat> let's read one last chapter, and I just want to share one short thought. And then we'll continue to expound on this tomorrow. Chapter 10. Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune, which they have prescribed, to rob the needy of justice and to take what is right from the poor of my people. The widows may be their prey. Fatherless, what will you do in the day of judgment and in the desolation which will come from afar? To whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave for glory? Without me, they shall bow down among the prisoners and shall fall. For all his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger and the staff in whose hand is indignation. I will send him against an ungodly nation and against the people. Give him charge to seize the spoil, to take the prey and to tread them down like mire in the streets. Yet he does not mean so, nor does his heart think so, but it is the heart to destroy and cut off not a few nations. Are not my princes altogether kings? 
It's not Kalno, like Karchemish, or Hamath, like Arpad. It's not Samaria, like Damascus. Hmm. And the kingdom of the idols, whose carved images excelled those of Jerusalem and Samaria, as I have done to Samaria and her idols, shall I not do also to Jerusalem and her idols? Therefore it shall come to pass when the Lord has work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem that he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his haughty looks. For he says, by the strength of my hand, I have done it. And by my prudent also, I have removed the boundaries of the people. I have robbed their treasuries. So I have put the inhabitants like valiant men. My hand has found like a nest, the riches of the people. And as one gathers egg that are left, I have earth. And there was no one who moved his wing, nor opened his mouth with even a peep. Shall the axe boast itself against him who chops with it? Or shall the saw exalt itself against him who saw? As if the rod could wield itself against those who lift it up. Or as if the staff could lift up as if it were not wood. Therefore the Lord the Lord of hosts will send leanness among his fat ones and under his glory, and he will a burning like a burning of fire. So the light of Israel will be for a fire and his holy one for a flame. It will burn and devour his thorns and his briars in one day, and it will consume the glory of his forest fruitful field, both soul and body. And it will be as when a sick man wastes away when the rest of the trees of his forest will be so few in number that a child may write them. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel, such as have escaped the house of Jacob, will never again depend on him who defeated them, but will depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel in truth. The remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty. For though your people, O Israel, be as sand of the sea, a remnant of them will return. The destruction decreed shall overflow with righteousness. Hmm. For the Lord God of hosts will make a determined in the midst of the land. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrian. He will strike you with a rod and lift up a a staff against you in the manner of Israel for yet a very little nation will cease as will my anger in their destruction and the Lord of hosts will stir up a scourge for him like a slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb as his rod was on the sea so he will lift it up in the it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. He has come to Ayath and passed Mikmash. He has attended to his equipment. They have gone along the ridge. They have taken up lodging in Geba. Ramah is afraid. Gibeah of Saul has fled. Lift up your voice, O daughter of Galim. As far as Laish. O poor Anathoth. Madmenah has fled. The inhabitants of Gebim seek refuge. As yet he will remain at Nob that day. He will shake his fist at the mount of the daughter of Jerusalem. Behold the Lord, 
the Lord of hosts, will lop off the bow with terror. Those of high stature will be hewn down, and the haughty will be humbled. He will cut down the thickets of the forest with iron, and will fall by the mighty one. Lebanon will fall by the mighty one. Um, this is uh, this is tough. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I say this is because there is no way that I can in, I don't know, that fifth I have with you today break down everything that we just read just now. I am reading from the NKJV and there are so many layers in the same way we talked about the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. There are so many layers to this particular text. There's two I want you to pay attention to today. And it's going to be something that I want you to be paying attention to over the next uh, few sessions as we read through the book of Isaiah. Is there is a historical perspective, a historical narrative, and then there's a spiritual narrative. This is important because we see history, but we see spirit. And this is important because I think sometimes we sometimes see history transpire, not realizing the history is being governed, especially when we read it from the perspective of the ancient Hebrews. The ancient Hebrews saw an intimate symbiotic relationship between the spirit and the physical. So nothing is really happening in the of human history without the participation and the governance of what's happening in the unseen realm, in the spiritual realm. This is how, in perspective, this is how we have to see it. We cannot read Isaiah and not see the spiritual implications but to also see the historical narrative. Both are happening and both coincide with each other. All of this is to say that, and you know, I don't want to go too deep into this because then I can go down a rabbit trail and I'm not afforded that today. I'm not afforded that, but I want to help you see something. As you read this, we see an actual history happening here. Like we actually see something transpiring in this moment. We see Israel. Remember, we talked about this, that Isaiah time of uh, when we read first Samuel, sorry, not first Samuel, when we read in second Samuel going into first Kings and then a little bit of second Kings as well, but going into first Kings, Isaiah's time, And then of course, First and Second Chronicles is kind of like a, another layer of First and Second Kings, but we've read all this, right? We've read the history, so we know what's going on. We know what's transpiring. We read the history, and now what Isaiah is doing is is 
explaining the why behind the what. Like he's explaining what's actually happening here and why it's happening the way that it's happening. This is important. It's important because often when we look at the things that are happening in the world, like when we, when we look at what's happening even today, the things that are governing the world today, we kind of look at it as just things that are happening. You know, and then people use terms like collective thinking or, you know, just the culture is moving in this direction today. You know, it's the culture. Today's culture is becoming this or it's this. Or people will look at, um, um, you know, what the 90s were like, thousands were like. And the one thing that people have a hard time explaining is they can explain what's happening. They can't really fully explain why it's happening. They can explain, you know, that culture is moving in this direction and it's a amalgamation that are transpiring in the moment and it's this and it's that, you know, you've got the COVID generation now and the COVID generation, you know, COVID is shaping that generation. All true, all true, all happening, no, not, not going to disappear. But the thing that I think people are ignoring is that the waves of society and culture, these things are governed by a realm that we do not see. This is the get into and people want to talk about because we just want to read history and see what history, what's happening in history. And you can learn from history. You can study history. You can learn from history, but you also cannot ignore that history is the author and the finisher of our faith. There's a bigger story. There's something else. There's another angle to this. We are the way that we are today as a culture, society, governed by the idols that we celebrate today. We're governed by all these things because there's a, another activity that's happening in a realm that we do not see. Um, we things, principalities, there are spiritual governments, things that govern the way we think, the way we act, the way we behave, things that we say are important, things that we say that are not important, things that we celebrate, things that we denigrate. So we look at the cultural moment and we can speak on the things that govern the cultural moment, but then what created that? What governed that? There's activity happening. The ancient Hebrews were very sensitive to this. We were reading through 1 Kings, 2 Kings, as we're reading through 1 Chronicles and 2 Chronicles, we see all this transpiring. These, the, ch the children of Israel were supposed to be the people that God called to be the agents of righteousness and justice. Israel were supposed to be the people who would show what God was really like, and yet these people are just as messed up as everybody else did not live up to the call. And because they did not live up to the call, they felt the same consequence as everybody else. Governed by me, myself, and I. Governed by the culture. Governed by the moment. Rather than being an influence to the moment. And yet, the prophet now, in Isaiah, who is giving us a peak into what is happening behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. That's probably going to be the name of this episode. Podcast. 
Because while all the stuff we see is happening, it's happening. There's somebody behind the scenes that's orchestrating, that's writing, that's adjusting, orienting. There's a, there's, you know, you know, today's culture, we don't want to give them a name. You know, we, 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 we say the universe, <laughs> the universe favors me because of our universes. That's the that's the that's that's the age we live in today where it's the universe is here for you the universe man the universe is looking out for me today as if you were better than everybody else Now realize that this is not the universe this is Yahweh El Elyon This is the possessor of the heavens and the earth the one who governs all things And yet when he governs there is no separation between what's happening in the unseen and the seen. The seen is just temporary. The unseen is what's eternal. And yet what's happening in the eternal is governing the physical. I'm going to take it one step further, fam, because I don't got a lot of time, y'all. Is anything that we see happening is a manifestation of what is happening in the realm of the spirit. It sounds all, all up in the sky, right? <sighs> whatever, right? But if you really look deep down, what you're going to begin to realize is there's a bigger story, something bigger at play, even today, even in a bigger, something bigger is happening. Something bigger is going on. There's something happening behind the scenes. And so now we get to open the curtain and Isaiah begins to give us now a peek into what's happening. Because again, God was bringing and instituting righteousness. He wants to institute justice. He wants to, he wants to bring restoration. God is, is looking to restore humanity, bringing everything right, bringing us back covenant in union with God. And yet here we are now. looking at the people who he's called to be the people who would usher the very presence and and yet these people have fallen into the same lives, the same lifestyle as all the ones who were around them. And the consequence of that is that the Assyrians would invade their land. See what's happening. We see just the story. We saw it and we already read it already in 1 Kings and 2 Kings. We already read it in 1 Chronicles and 2 Chronicles. The Assyrians invade their land. Israel falls into captivity. The favor of God seems to have left them because the consequence of it has been that their distance from God caused them now to be distant from the favor of God. I think I said this yesterday, and I'll say this today. I think sometimes we confuse the favor of God leaving us with God punishing us. You know, as we are near his presence, his favor, his goodness, his grace, his love, his mercy, we get to experience all of that. But then when we find ourselves distant from God, all of a sudden life seems to be falling apart seems to be hard to keep it together. We start 
ourselves and all of it. And immediately, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh man, God must be punishing me. No, God didn't punish you. You distanced yourself from his proximity. And in doing so, you fell out of his favor. He, he just wants you to draw nearer to him. He says, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. And so God wants us to draw nearer to him. He's calling us to be near him. Israel has been distant from him because they, they've lost his covering. But here's what I love about this. And this is where, where Isaiah is giving perspective here, that behind the scenes, while you're messing it up, God's making it right. Behind the scenes, while you've fallen away from God, while you've been distant from God, while you've been worshiping the Assyrian idols, while you've been worshiping the Canaanite idols, doing the child sacrificing and all the other stuff that they've been doing, while, while, you've been, while you've fallen into the moral depravity of those who are around you, while you've been suffering, even in the midst of it, God is behind the right? Because God's promise never returns to him void. God's promise over your life never returns to him. So while in the front, Israel is seeing that they are falling into captivity, that they're losing their land, that they're losing their resources, that they're losing everything, and in doing so, are losing their identity. Isaiah is telling them, this is why you've lost it. But guess what? God is working something else on the other side. And we'll have more time tomorrow. And we'll have more time in the days to come as we begin to break down what's happening. Because on the front line, what you see is captivity. But on the back end, what you see is God doing a work to restore you. Mm. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. You may be falling into captivity right now, but I'm not done with you. And somebody needs to hear this today because there's some people, you see your life falling apart and you see things just not going right and you know that you're not right with God. You know it ain't right and you're wondering, God, are you punishing me, God? Why, you know, what? it right and yet little did you know that behind the scenes God is working it all out in your favor little did you know that God is making it right little did you know it has nothing to do with what you do but it has everything to do with what God has done and yet God is in the business of bringing us to restoration in him so while you're too busy trying to fix yourself fix your problem fix what you've done wrong God's over here making all of it right Hmm. And you see your life falling apart behind the scenes. God is making all things new. And what Isaiah is doing is he's giving them perspective. Isaiah is saying to them, hey, guys, this is what's about to happen. He's even telling them it's about to get easy. He's telling them all the stuff that's about to go down. You're going to fall into captivity. You're going to you're going to take a beating. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to take uh, Samaria. Yep. They're going to take Jerusalem too. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're going to take all of that. Yep. 
You're going to take all of it. Yeah. And you're going to lose it all. And everyone's going to count you out. And everyone's going to say that it's done for you. Ah. But the Lord himself will give you a sign. Seven. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Hmm. For before the child shall know to refuse evil and choose good because you couldn't do it. Child will be able to do it. And the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. And then in, in Isaiah chapter counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word and it will not stand. He says, gird yourself, but be broken in pieces. He's talking about be broken, be shattered. O you people and be broken in pieces. Yeah, you're falling apart. Give ear all you from far countries be broken in pieces. But he says, speak the word and it will not stand for God is with us. You know, when you feel like the world has given up on you, God has given up on you, it's all over for you. God never gives up on you. This is a word of encouragement for you today, even as I close. The word of encouragement for you is that even though you may have been distant from God has still worked it out in the back end. God has still worked it out behind the scenes. Even though you've been distant from him, God has made all things right. And what Isaiah is saying is that your restoration Israel is not going to be your never do it. Your restoration Israel is going to be from someone else who's going to do it from you because behind the scenes, God is making everything right. So today, fam, I want to encourage you. God is making everything he just asks you to trust in him. That's it. Like, give it all to him. That's all he's saying. He's saying, give it, give it to him. And when you give it to him, let the God do the work that he always does faithfully behind the scenes. For if he's begun a good work, he will complete it. God is not done with you. So if your life is falling apart, if you know, man, I can't keep it together and you know, man, I ain't good. And you know, man, I just can't get it right. How about you just let go? How about you let God? How about you just say, you know what, from here on out, God, you're going to have to do it for me. How about you let the God do the work in you that no person could ever do for you? The God who's begun the work will finish it. Father, I thank you today, Lord. I thank you that you're giving us some insight and we got to spend a few minutes just your word. Father, I pray that you would continue to bless us with insight. Lord, help us to see, Lord, the work that you're doing in us as we see the work that you're doing in the people, Lord, that you've chosen, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would give complete revelation Lord, all the stuff that you're doing behind the scenes, Lord, in your word, show us, Lord, what you're doing in the, <laughs> in the space that we cannot see and allow us to see, not with these eyes, but Father, allow us to see 
Awaken our spirit, awaken our heart, that we may see the good work that you're doing, knowing that you've already completed it. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you. Um, I thank you for each on this moment. Lord, I, I just ask, Lord, that your spirit will do a work. Yeah, do a work. Do a work in each of them. In Jesus' name, do a work. I will see y'all tomorrow. I got a meeting that I got to run to. Um, by the way, guys, Bible study is tomorrow. We're going to keep doing our Bible study on the church. I know you guys have been blessed by that. We're going to learn that the church is not what you grew up thinking it was. Uh, see what the church is based off of what the Bible says. So we will have a Bible study tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night on the church. So I will send you the link on Patreon, all that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, guys for supporting me on YouTube. I want to just shout that out real quick. Um, I, I just, you know, I was like, hey, guys, since, you know, I had no certainty on TikTok. I don't know if it's you guys. I don't know who it is, but you guys must have responded because I'm kind of going crazy. So now I'm thinking maybe there's more I need to do there. So uh, uh, I just, you know, I, I thank you guys. That's all I can say. Thank you uh, for supporting and just for sharing. Um, to gain, I think I gained 1500 followers in like a day, a day. Um, so I don't know. Well, that, that just completely surprised me. So maybe Mike, you got to hit me up and listen, man, I, I, I'll say this and then, cause I got to go. Um, you know, people have always asked me, you know, give me your tips. Tell me what you're doing. Guys, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay the podcast it's ranked in the it's globally ranked among christian podcasts i don't know what i'm doing i just do read and rants and post them um i you know i your tiktok has seven hundred thousand followers i don't know what i'm doing i'm just nice uh i'm just being led by the spirit exactly so you know people are like tell give me your tips i have no tips other than i just share his word and i post them um and so the fact that god has been blessing this i all the time this has nothing to do with me this is all the grace of god so to see to see just in a matter of days to see a youtube channel grow to almost four thousand subscribers like in a week that's that me i i don't even know what to do with that i don't even have videos up i'm just posting shorts on there right now um the hoodie hey bird okay so i'm gonna post the link it's jesuspeace.store so if you want to get the hoodie it's dot store jesus peace p-e-a-c-e dot store um also text me 954-231-1848 and if you're interested in participating in bible study patreon.com slash isaac frere in the bio guys just click the link in the bio you'll be able to either purchase the hoodie. it's all there Everything is there. So just click the link in the bio. Okay, fam. I got to go. I was going into another rant. Um, but yeah, check the link in the bio, fam mama. Uh, thank you guys for your support. That's all I have to say. Um, it's, it's you guys make this all possible. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're going to maybe do something on YouTube. You guys are, you go, you guys have, you're making me rethink stuff.
I don't know. We may start doing the reading rants on YouTube. I don't know. I'm I'm pray for me, y'all. Cause I got some decisions to make. Hey guys on Patreon as well. I love your advice. Send me messages. Say, Hey, I'm thinking you should do this. You should do that. That's why I love my Patreon fam. You guys, you guys, man. Oh, I got a gift from one of my patrons. Ah, okay. I'll show it tomorrow, but I got to go guys. Got to run y'all. Love y'all. Peace out.